This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 044, Evil Woman. You made a fool of me, but the broken dreams have got you. was recorded in three different locations throughout the planet. The stripped-down track was recorded at the Delane Leah Studios in Wembley, England. The orchestra was added at the Musicland Studios in Munich, and the backing vocals by Ellie Greenwich, Susan Collins, Nancy O'Neill, and Margaret Raymond were laid down at the record plant in New York City. On the July 23, 1990 episode of Timothy White's Rockstars, Jeff Lynne said, It sounds like a, a complete song. I wrote that like in about 15 minutes. It was really weird because I needed one more song for the album and all the rest of the group were hanging about and I said, you go, all go out and do something and I'll just write this song on the piano in the studio. And I had it done. I came back in about half an hour later and it was almost ready to record, you know, and just showed everybody how it went. And it, I made the record in probably a day and then wrote the words the next day. It was very, very quick. Some take months to finish, you know, and some just come easy. In the liner notes for the 2000 box set, Flashback, Jeff Lynne wrote, I was planning on changing the chorus a bit, but I couldn't come up with anything better. I took the high string crescendo from Knight Rider and overdubbed it backwards onto Evil Woman. In a post on an ELO Facebook page, backup singer Marge Raymond wrote, I can remember to this day how amazed we all were when we heard this track. Jeff was quite the genius in music innovation. So we were all standing in front of the mic and the opening of the tune comes on. We all look at each other and mouth the words, wow, what sound and what great tune. We missed our entrance a few times because we were listening to the song in the headset and were blown away, especially on the part where it phase shifts into the chorus. We apologize to Jeff. Sorry, we are just blown away with the effects and the sound. Jeff says he still feels there is something missing in the tune. We listen to the playback. We add vocals to the part that says, back in the control room, we were listening back again. And right after the part, I came up with the preceding vocal part. Jeff loved it. Jeff said, Marge, go out in the studio and do that. He puts me center mic, which makes my vocals stand out the most. You can hear the hey, 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 and you're an evil woman. Then came the tag at the end of the song. It's me loud and clear. The song has become such a pop music cultural landmark that during an REM concert in 1995, Michael Stipe put on a frizzed out wig and started singing Evil Woman. Pussycat Dolls sampled the backwards orchestra break for their 2006 song Beep. 
Jeff Lynne got writing credit for the single that debuted on the UK chart at number two. When Bev Bevan heard about the hit, he said in the February 26, 2006 issue of the Birmingham Sunday Mercury, I haven't heard Beep yet. I'm not a huge fan of the girls although they're very attractive. Evil Woman was used in the movie Austin Powers Goldmember in 2002 and the trailer for the 2004 flicker Monster-in-Law. It appeared in a 2008 episode of My Name is Earl titled Join a Bubble and the 2009 medium episode Things to Do in Phoenix When You're Dead and the chorus was sung by Joel McHale in the 2009 community episode Advanced Criminal Law. <laughs> I'm Eric Winsenson. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And we get to one of my favorite ELO pop songs. It's Evil Woman. We're at the beginning of the disco era. We're not so far into it that it's become a big old trend where, well, I'm glad it's 40 years on. So a lot of the garbage from that time has been filtered out. And we get good stuff that remains like Evil Woman, which was their first major international single can't get it out of my head was a big single in the u.s but kind of eh, lukewarm other places but evil woman that was a hit about everywhere and like a lot of these things that happen i think he wrote it in about a half an hour well from what i looked up on the jefflin database he wrote it in 15 minutes and you sound really excited about this song me not so much <laughs> um i know you don't like the pop stuff as much, and I usually don't like pop stuff as much either, but when it comes to ELO, they really knew how to do both ends of the spectrum, so I've always really enjoyed stuff like this. They really did. I mean, I'm not, I am not. I don't hate all the pop stuff. It's Sweet Talking Woman and the Discovery and, and Hold On Tight. Sure, I, I like that. But this one, I'd, I, it never really hit me the way that it made me think, oh, man, I really love this. And it's kind of odd, because... It kind of should, I think. I mean, it's got a lot of great hooks to it. There are a lot of great bits in there, and I do like that weird break in the middle where the strings are backwards and phased. And it's got good bits in it, but for some reason it never hit with me. And every time it comes on, I think, okay, maybe this will be the time I like it. And for the last 40-whatever years, no, I, I'm still not crazy about it. I don't hate it. It's not like Showdown where I just, I can't stand it. But it never really did it for me. And, again, don't know why. Because it does have great bits to it, but it, I don't know, just didn't do it for me. For me, it comes together quite well. Especially since it has kind of that Philly soul sound. That was kind of a pre-disco type thing that disco stole a lot from. Where it had the Philadelphia soul sound, had a lot of strings to it and everything. If you want kind of a reference, think of the OJs with Backstabber, which was a big hit just a couple years before this one. Yeah. And you kind of get that idea of where Jeff Lynne was going with on this. And strings for me to come together, that backward string part in the middle, whatever that funky riff is... I was trying to figure out if it was Kelly Grucut on his bass or if it was Jeff Lynn doing uh, that on guitar or if it's a combination of both. I'm pretty darn sure it's not a synthesizer riff, though. There are people who obsess about that opening hit from A Hard Day's Night. How did they do that? Because there are experienced musicians who have tried to recreate it and they just can't figure it out. And for decades, I've always tried to figure out, what is that? Is that guitar? Is that keyboard? Is that, like, uh, I think it's called a 
clavichord, you know, the thing that Stevie Wonder uses on Superstition, because I know that was big in the 70s too. And I don't know, you know, what is it? Maybe it's a combination of all of those. Guitar, if it's called a clavichord, I think it is. That's Stevie Wonder Superstition keyboard, bass, kazoo, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think what Stevie Wonder uses on Superstition and a number of other songs is a clavichord, okay. because it had that real funky bass sound to it. Now, Hard Day's Night they have solved. Yeah, because finally uh, George Martin did come out and say why people couldn't get the chord right. It's because it's actually a combination of a sudden guitar chord and piano at the same time. Yeah, see, and that's one of the parts that I do like about Eva Woman, although it's quick and at least it's in the chorus, so it does come back a few times in the song. Maybe it's the Philly soul thing, which I hadn't really thought of. There's some Philadelphia soul that I like, but I'm not, I don't know. I guess I'm just too white. Well, Jeff Lynn is whiter than us, I think, and uh, he managed to pull this off. I mean, if you're going to do a soul or R&B thing, and this time it's completely original. It's not like Showdown where you're going, ah, I heard it through Mm -hmm. the grapevine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this time around it's, ah, this is completely original. Yeah. Um, another th- thing that is great as an addition here is the backup singers. It really helps enhance the uh, chorus on there. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's a bad song. He does pull it off well. In my head, when I just think about those first couple albums, I mean, even if I'm not crazy about this song, it's good to hear that this is a song that's coherent and is easy on the ears and isn't a lot of cello abuse going on. It seems like all like all big hits from groups like this. It was supposed to be just filler. We need a uh, we need to fill in about three or four minutes here on the record, so um, people get their money's worth. So let's throw this on here. That's and, true. Uh, yep. Same thing happened with Black Sabbath's Paranoid, and that became one of their most recognizable songs. Even though I think they uh, yeah they wrote it on a napkin. Huh, I wonder who else writes stuff on napkins. But uh, they wrote it on a napkin and uh, quickly uh, recorded it. I think they did about maybe two takes, and that was it. One with a guide vocal and then one with the actual words. Yeah, Jeff said, we're short a song. I, I need one more song, and then he, he banged this out. Banging out a classic like this, that really shows you what kind of talent the guy has. So Even though, it, you know, again, I, I think it's well known at this point, not really crazy about this song, But it does show what a genius Jeff is, that we need a song, and he can pull this out of his nose in just 15 minutes. Here we go, let's get this going. And it's an international top 10 hit, gold record, and and all that. So even though I'm not crazy about the song, I certainly do appreciate the genius and smarts that it took to create something like this. Because I know I sure as hell could not create a catchy song in 15 minutes or even 15 years. So, again, Jeff's a genius. And this was one more step on the way to Xanadu. Got something to say about Evil Woman? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375 Call now! Was it a hit or was it... Evil Woman is the first single release from the album Face the Music. The single was released in the United States in October of 1975 and in the UK on January 10 of 1976. It reached number 10 in both countries and also in Ireland. I should say in the US it was number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 because at the time there was still Cashbox and Record World where it actually beat that slightly by getting up to number 
number 9. In the Netherlands, it became a number 20 hit on the Dutch Top 40, but only made it to number 21 on the single Top 40. Other countries where it hit the Top 10, New Zealand it got up to number 8, and it hit its highest position in Canada at number 6. Australia was the lowest position for this particular single, coming in at number 23. Number 40! You'll remember the Electric Light Orchestra from England, a seven-man group, had a hit record that went into the top ten called Can't Get It Out of My Head. That was earlier this year. Now they debut at number 40 with their latest. It's titled Evil Woman. The song was covered by... Patty Pravo in 1976, The Cadets in 1981, Jack Livingston Orchestra and Singers in the early 80s, Electric Light Orchestra Part 2 in 1992 and 1997, Phil Bates, Joe Bates, Bev Bevan, Mick Kaminsky, Kelly Coquette, Gordon Giltrap, and Mark Knight in 1996, Phil Bates in 1998, in 20-01 it was covered by The Vandals and Ross Rice, Soul Hooligan featuring Diana King did it in 20-02, P. Hux in 20-05, The Broadway Cast of Xanadu in 20-07 and 20-08, in 20-07 it was covered by The Hit Crew, The Hamptons, Creed Site, Sycnosis, and Sexton Blake, Jim Fusco in 20-08, Graham Boulevard in 2011, The Electric Light Orchestra in 2012, and Animal Style in 2014. It was sampled in When You Talk About Love by Patti LaBelle in 1997, Thing and Big, Debbie and Ruth by The Brand Flakes in 1998, Party Children by Andy Matthew versus Billy Jack Williams in 2000. Also in 2000, Flowers, Sunship Edit by Sweet Female Attitude, Face to Face by Daft Punk in 2001, Beep by Pussycat Dolls featuring Will I Am in 2005, Toop Toop, Oliver Koletsky Mix by Cassius in 2006, Evil Woman by Little Thief in the mid-2000s, Evil Woman by D Incredible Hall in 2005, It Was in Grand Theft Auto 4 in April 2008, and A Matter of Time by Mike Posner in 2008. If you enjoy this podcast, please show your financial support through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash elopod, or through PayPal, eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I love the song. You know what to do. Wow, she liked it. Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meats Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast and get some goodies at patreon.com slash elopod. Next week, episode 045, Night Rider. <laughs>